This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In CISO. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 18. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we didn't win the game, okay? We're just going to get that bit out of the way. We didn't win the game, but there's more to life than football, boys. That's what I've worked no, out. No. There's more to life than football. There's, no, that's no, there's not. not. <laughs> I'm really not in a good... Weeks I was ruined. not, mate. My head is still a in A robbery Stamford at Stamford Bridge. Bridge. We... A robbery. Yeah. I'm fucking pissed off, That went down mate. well, and I put that out. That went down really I'm well. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm so agreed with me pissed as well, off. Which is good. VAR, absolute howler once again. Apology probably coming soon as well. I just can't be arsed, mate. It's actually, it's getting, get, it's, it's not enjoyable watching football now. Chelsea fans are going to love the tears, but at what, the moment it is. Can I just, so can I just ask Ben, what, what, what were you, what was the VAR decision that got you most? Which one were you most annoyed about? Take a pick. Well, there were two. So, the, yeah, take you. So the first one, obviously Milner, um, which I knew it was going to end poorly when he got subbed on. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, the coming together with Mudrick, I don't think that was a penalty. You know, still got oh. the ball. Um, so that one, he fucked up there, going to the screen. But then the worst one, like the most embarrassing thing that happened all day. Oh, no, then Carcedo should have been sent off, obviously, but we'll get into that twice. Back-to-back studs down the back of someone's ankles. Didn't get his second yellow. Twice happened. Um, and then, when was it? Yeah, so right at the very end, Cowell clearly heads out and... Um, but for some reason, the people in the VR studio made him go to review it on screen because they were, weren't were smart enough to see the replay that it literally comes off Levi Cole's head. Everyone could see that from the replay. So why did they then send him to the screen? And then Craig Pawson looks like he points to the spot, which makes me look like a twat for celebrating it. And then he goes, oh, no, it's just actually a drop ball because of that. Also, a really stupid rule that once something like that happens, it has to be a drop ball. It can't be a corner to Brighton. Well, we had just scored. Anyway, I was supposed to say, oh, how are you boys doing before, you know, introducing each other before the podcast, but now Ben's gone all in and do you know what? This is golden content. And Ben, do you know what? Um, I'm going to get Maz's thoughts before I give mine. Um, ben, Maz, any, any echoes on Ben's side of the, uh, the rant that was, but I, I, I admire so, it. So controversially, um, I think the Milner uh, one on Mudrick was a penalty. I'm not going to lie. I think it was, it was clumsy. It was stupid. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a penalty, to, to be honest. I, I can't really see how it wasn't a penalty. How much did Todd Bowley pay to say that? 
<laughs> I, I'm not even. I'm not even trolling. I swear. I, I actually. I actually don't think it was a penalty. Uh, sorry, I do think it was a penalty. Uh, it was just clumsy. Like Milner's. He's. He. There is contact, and he's clumsily just jumped into him. And I know Mudrick is way quicker than him, so there might have been other ways of sort of handling that. But yeah, there was contact. He's gone down. Milner shouldn't be in that position you, anyway because he's 38 years old and should not be playing fullback for a Premier League team. Yeah. To be fair to him, he caught up quite well. That. I'll give him, the, give him the credit. I mean, he actually caught up with Mudrick, who's probably like one of the fastest players in the prep. So I give he got him that. In, he got in but, Mudrick's slipstream, didn't he? Like a fucking F1 car. I think that's what, what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I... Well, well Ryan, Ryan what, do you, what, what do you think? I mean, in the I'm, moment, in the moment, I didn't even know it was a penalty. I thought it was outside the box, which goes to show the sort of view you have from the Chelsea end. Um, but I don't know. When I watched it back first time in the in the um, in the ground, to me, it it looked like Milner slipped and he's sort of fallen into him. Um, and I think that I think that Steele was going to get the ball, and that's what's that's what's frustrating. I think it was Steele's ball, and I don't think Mudrick would have scored. So I, it, to me, it looked like he slipped. He's almost he's almost lost his footing, and then they've all sort of tangled together. I don't think he's taken him out, which I guess is no. the reason why he didn't get a red. Um, yeah. But this isn't just me being biased because I look at the Mitoma one, and this is exactly what I said. Mitoma was this is different. It was right in front of me, and I and I said penalty because I said if you're going to give if you're going to give Milner's one, you have to give that one because of the the minimal contact and they've sort of just gone into each other and Mitoma's made an absolute meal out of it. Oh yeah, I don't um, want Mitoma to get into a habit of doing that as well because no, otherwise just go get for it, mate. Mitoma would probably score from there. That's what's more annoying. But um, yeah, I I don't think I don't think it was a pen. I don't think either of those were a penalty because I think if you're going to apply like just general football knowledge, yeah, this is really this is it. You know, I'm going to bring this up. The the game's gone phrase. You know what I mean? The, the, the classic, the game's gone. And I know it gets thrown around a lot, but my God, it's like a non-contact sport at this point, isn't it? Like, Did it you see is. the Brereton Diaz one from Villarreal Sevilla? Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah. scored like a 94th minute winner for Villarreal way at Seville. Um, he's, he's done an unbelievable run, like knocked it past, you know, like Gareth Bale and Will Buckley used to do that sentence. <laughs> those those two were just, yeah. He would knock it forward. It. So he knocked it forward and then ran round the defender, got in front of, like, as he was running around the defender, I think the defender tripped up and yeah. Brenton Diaz had then slotted it in the absolute limbs and then they've gone and reversed it on VAR. But it was, there was, it was just like a coming together. It was, there was absolutely no foul in there mm. whatsoever. It's just yeah. the yeah. game is absolutely uh, gone, and it's not just in the uh, Premier League because it's shambles everywhere. Yeah, uh, well, that's one thing I want to say. As much as obviously we disagree on the Milner penalty, just in general, I do want to say officiating is in the mud, like it is at the bottom of the pit. Like just watching Spurs, uh, Man City yesterday that, with yeah. obviously the whole Jack Grealish through ball, uh, Harland through ball to Jack Grealish, yeah, uh, and then obviously all the decisions, all the decisions that went wrong in our game, like. You just see it across the league now. Every week, it's just a shambles, an absolute shambles, um, the officiating. And either you've got to start getting rid of referees or train them better. I don't know. Something ha has to happen. You can't just carry on the way it's going. So, yeah, as much as we didn't agree with the Milner thing, I think the officiating in the game in general was shocking. And mm -hmm. like you said, Kaiseda should have been sent off. Uh, there was loads of decisions they got wrong in that game. Um, so, yeah, officiating How in general has it got worse, though? Because awful. obviously when VAR came along, there were these odd mistakes every every now and then. I think the first one was, um, was it Newcastle away at Tottenham? And Carragher was like, whoever's doing this, stop it now. You're doing it for everyone. Stop it. And then it kind of, yeah. and then it kind of got better. 
and then there wasn't really many mistakes. But now, this season, I feel like every game week there's been an absolute yeah. howler and clangor. 100%. So much so that they've had to bring in this TV show that's shite as well because Michael Owen doesn't ask any like tr- uh, tough questions. Oh, it's pathetic, to mate. Win. That is that is the biggest joke I've ever but, seen. Yeah, it's just and, every and, week. As I always revert back to that that conversation with Mike Dean. This is why it's so bad because they're all so in their own little cliques that it just doesn't affect them. It doesn't. It, they don't care at all. Like it's like it's arguing with a wall. It's literally arguing with a very very rich wall that will not ever hear you because they're in their own little cliques and no one can touch them. So, like, as you saw with, with Mercer, when he kicked off, he said, no one's going to die. Just reverse the game. Like, just change the decision. No <laughs> yeah, one's that... going to die from it. No, nothing dramatically awful is going to happen if you just apply a little bit of common sense. Mm. And I think that's where it's gone. It's the clear and obvious. It's the overstating rules. It's the making it all, it has to be clear. and has to... It's just rubbish. Just, just stop reading football out of a textbook and watch it. Then, then you might have a bit of a better game. I, I think that's exactly it. It's like now we're getting to a stage where it's getting so by the letter of the law and like uh, VAR and it's so becoming so technical. You're sort of taking away what the football, you know, the beautiful game was, so to speak, back in the day. I know you sound like you're da, but it's so true. Like you're losing true, that though, essence. Like... Yeah, you're losing that essence. Right, 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 like, let's say in a game, yeah, like, like Ben said, you score a 93rd minute winner, absolute limbs, the away end's going crazy, you're loving life, and then all of a sudden, oh, VAR check, been ruled out. Like you just lose that whole spark of being a fan. And I feel like yeah. if you're, you're going to have something, Make it good enough that there isn't this many mistakes. Of course, you can allow for one or two here or there. It's just human error. But when it's like consistently five, six decisions per weekend going wrong, surely you have to look at it and think, right, this isn't going well. We, we need to either get rid of it or really like revamp it to the point where it's better. So, yeah, it's just mental at the moment. I just... Don't know what to do with it, to be honest. Just to say, though, on this on this refereeing situation, the players have to start taking some responsibility as well. Because it's all well and good hiding behind bad decisions, but the constant diving, cheating, the amount of time that you lose in a game, the players have to take some responsibility for it. And this applies to Brighton players as well. Uh, I'm not. This isn't just to anyone. This is a Brighton player as well. Caicedo is so guilty of it here. Zizo did it when he first joined. The diving, the cheating. It's, it's Jao Pedro as well, to be fair. You, it's it's just killing the game like and and I hate watching it because you watch yesterday Sanchez and, and, and you know we'll get onto the Sanchez situation but I think he had and it's, it doesn't matter if he played for us or not I think he had 25 seconds we were, we were counting in the away and shouting counting one two three four five six every oh, yeah. time he had a goal kick and it got to about 30 seconds each time that's a good five minutes added time from goal kicks that they've wasted and you're not going to get that at the end of the game. You get 10 minutes. So what? You know, no, that's nothing. You know, the maddest thing, Ryan, is um, <laughs> one of the pundits was saying about um, they actually had a meeting about um, how long the goalkeepers can uh, carry the ball for. And I thought he was going to say that they were going to try and clamp down on it. But he was like, oh, no, they're going to potentially extend it from the six seconds to maybe like 12 seconds. Was that the goalkeepers do not need more. any more, <laughs> just don't need any more time on the ball. Just... They do not. And yes, yeah, an absolute joke. And I don't know how. Like, there's, I think there was, used to be like a Twitter page. They used to like always clip up when goalkeepers were taking the piss because it was that bad. But yeah, they are an absolute shambles when they're trying to think of. I thought they were actually going to make a, a like, try and fix it, but they're tra- talking about extending it. I don't get that. I don't get the thought process. Well, one thing I want to say as well is um, talk about players sort of you know taking responsibility, like you said, Ryan. I think one thing I did like to see what I did like seeing yesterday was when Harlan tweeted out saying WTF after his. You know, after the the through ball incident, I, I I actually like that because I know Let's I know he's doing it on there, Twitter. Then. 
Maz, he's put this out, yeah? Shouting proper, like, in his face, yeah? Completely yeah, yeah. justified, by the way. Let's bring mm. it back to last weekend. Lewis Dunk's got a two-game mm. ban because he's, he's mm. been personally, a, whatever, he, whatever the reason is, rubbish, right? How, where, if, the, if you're going to apply a rule, as I said on the podcast last week, if you're going to stop swearing at referees, but Haaland's had to tell F off to the referee so many times, and then he can tweet that. Mm. You've already proved no, it no, wrong no. in a week. <laughs> in a week. No, no, agreed. Agreed, no, agreed. Obviously, there has to be, there has to be a level playing field in terms of like, yeah, one, one rule doesn't apply to Haaland just because he's the best striker in the league. And, you know, Lewis Dunk, uh, again... Best centre-back you know, in the you, league. <laughs> best centre, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, you know, not far off. But yeah, obviously, of course, I, I agree with you. You have to have, you have to be uh, the same. It has to be the same for everyone. However, I do like the fact that we need to start, I think players need to start calling out these decisions publicly. Because I think once you get that public outrage from players, especially the people involved in the game, from managers, obviously, Deserby saying he hates 80% of referees. Like, comments like that, I know it doesn't help. I know it doesn't help our, our case. I think Paulson's on the same time, mate. Something tells me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I do like them speaking out uh, and actually publicly sort of having a go at the referees because I think that's when the referees and the, the referees unions will be like, oh shit, like we're getting called out publicly now. We've got to really step up or change. So I, I do like that element of it. Uh, I think it has to be done really. As much as I agree with it, I don't know. But like I agree with, I agree with calling them out. But the trouble is it just, it's the point of it just doesn't get anywhere. They don't care. As I said earlier, they, they will just... They will just sweep it under and then it will be done. And then that'll be that. And that's what's really annoying is because, for example, the Athens game on Thursday, um, you know, it was a pretty, the whole game pretty much flowed. I mean, there was rarely a moment that I can think of where, where I was really angry at the referee one way or another. And there wasn't really any diving and cheating. It was just a pretty free flowing game and both teams wanted to win. Um, you know, luckily we won the game. But I mean, I thought to be honest, Athens deserved something there. So like I can I can be you know I can say that you know without without being delusional, um, and this is the thing I think that because you see it in Europe and you see it abroad, I know you're saying about the Spanish thing, but the majority of the time in these big competitions they're fine, and it's never these English refs, and then you've got these English refs that are in such their click that I don't think you know for example yesterday De Zerbi makes makes the comment saying I didn't see anything because I just he doesn't want to get involved. Pep said I don't want to make an Arteta comment because they're just they're just going to yeah, get fine and there's that. nothing that's going to happen funny. from it. So like, you know, Ben, I'll let you go with it from here, but it's just what you can't get them to change their mind. No, I don't, I don't really have any more to say on it, to be fair. You guys have echoed okay. the point perfectly. I was just going to bring up the Pep comment, like Pep yeah. Guardiola, who is fairly outspoken most of the time, is afraid, is now afraid to say something because of what happened to Mikel Arteta. So like the, the referees are winning in that situation because they can't be held, like, held accountable unless a player like Erling Haaland will tweet something like that and scream at him because of the, I think Haaland's probably venting the frustration that all of us fans have been having this season with VAR and obviously in previous seasons, it feels like him screaming at them like that has, yeah, it's kind of done us a favour. But yeah, like I was saying, the managers are now scared to talk because they'll just get fined or banned. It's just ridiculous. Hmm, agree. Um, Maz, anything else on it or should we move on from, from referee talk? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we. I think we could go on the whole episode uh, just doing oh, yes. uh, referee rant, but we should. Oh, let's do that. Let's do a seg segment now from now on called uh, referee re rant. Ref rant, and then just <laughs> yeah, and then just absolute lambast. No, but yeah, just to sort of sweep it all up. It, it, it's just 
really poor officiating in the Premier League. I think the standard of officiating is just at the bottom, uh, the worst it's ever been. And I think something has to change, something needs to change until there's not four, five major incidents per weekend. And we're not sat here talking about referees. Like we're here to talk about football, but it seems every week we're here talking about referees. Yeah. So first some, 15 minutes yeah. has been about officials. Yeah. But so, I will, I will so do a nice segue back into the game because something else that needs fixing for Brighton is a set piece coach. Because I think, what, what did we concede two set pieces? I know mm. we scored one, but which is, was incredible because we haven't done that in what feels like months. I thought um, it was a known goal as well. But it just feels like we're an absolute... <laughs> we're in absolute shambles when it comes to set pieces at the moment um, which I just don't know how you feel about that Ryan but I feel like, yeah I, I think he's is it Nick Stanley that's not Nick Stanley is it, it might be Nick Stanley he's taken a bit him. he's been ta- he's been taking a bit of stick online no he's still there oh right I don't know why um, I thought he yeah he got a bit, bit of stick in recent weeks and that kind of went away but someone made a point of it saying that the set pieces are a shambles and I kind of yeah I definitely agree yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, well, it, it gives... the two. This is the this is the thing. It's like two stupid goals, isn't it? I mean, I don't care about who scored them. Um, being Colwell, I mean, the the more frustrating thing is how they came about. I mean, Chelsea didn't really have a kick before then. I mean, we were pretty much controlling that whole first half, and we did control pretty much most of the game. I know we probably didn't create enough in the second to kill them, which we should have done. But I thought first half we controlled them, and that's what was annoying because it's this this funny five minutes that we seem to have. Um, where we, we basically look like we've never played together before. And, I, and maybe still could have done better with the first one, I think, um, just on f- first reactions. Um, second one was, yeah, Gilmore tried to get it off the line and it's it's gone in. Um, unfortunate, Diaz Disassi, that was a great finish, by the way, back post. And I just know, there was a, I don't know, it's just something about our funny five minutes seems to kill us, uh, Ben. Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, we, we, it's just we love conceding goals at the moment. And I just, we really need to fix that. Uh, in previous episode, we spoke about the goalkeeper situation. I feel like um, Verbruggen probably does better as well than Jason Still. Um, hmm. That kind of lets me down, especially going back to the set pieces annoyingly. thing. I feel like he's, he's, he's way more of a commanding presence in the box than Jason Still is in those sorts of situations. So that's um, another problem we've yeah. got to fix is just getting, they- getting Verbruggen in there constantly. I think I think the the record we've got at the moment, isn't it, is that we've scored in every we've scored in every game and conceded in every game so far this season, isn't it? Which is just insane. Obviously, it's great on the attacking front, but terrible on the defensive front. Um, mm. And and I think that does look. I think there's a few factors though. So like you got you know you got you got to look at injuries. You've got to look at suspensions. You've got to look at rotation. Like there is a lot of factors. You can't just be like oh we well. just poor defensively. Yeah, exactly. Losing Caicedo, losing McAllister, losing Colwell, you know, three integral players to how we defended. So, yeah, look, it, it's not great by any stretch. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it's fine. It's fine for us to concede, you know, two, three goals or one, two, one to three goals per game. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to look at the, the factors in, in that. Like I said, all the things I mentioned, I think that they are integral to why we are not very good defensively. But I agree as well. I think Verbruggen has to be there. Um, just again, like you get mad at the yeah. match last game and then you get dropped. Like what, what does that do? What does that do for your, for your confidence and for your, you know, your, your form? It, I just don't agree with the whole swapping and changing. And yeah, it, I want to see Verbruggen back in the, in the sticks. I mean, even, even Arteta's changed it, hasn't he? It feels, it feels like Rai is just now the solid number one choice in cup and in the league. So, I think Deserby yeah. can hopefully follow suit there. Yeah, so just one where it's course. just you accept defeat and say it didn't work. Um, 
you know, sometimes you make mistakes as managers do, as everyone does. But yeah, I I think sometimes you just have to think, just scrap it for now because it's not working. Whenever Steel comes in, we just concede too many. And then we bring in Verbruggen and he's not ready. And, you know, Verbruggen's been on such a good wave of confidence recently. I thought the last two games against Forrest mm. and Athens, he was, he was brilliant. And then, you know, well, I didn't say he was brilliant against Forrest, but he was definitely brilliant against Athens. Um, made that big save at the end against Forrest, should I say. But yeah, I just I just think it's it's bad when you've you've had that man in the match performance-esque and then you sort of just get dropped. Um, you know, I get it's yeah, rotation, yeah. but it's not necessary now. And then even more annoying is that other, the goalkeeper in the opposite end of the pitch has the better game and gets the last laugh, essentially. Um, yeah, Robert Sanchez, I've got, yeah, got to give him props. He was pretty decent, I think, for them. Obviously, apart from some of the distribution, which was hilarious, obviously. because Oh, mate, his distribution like four actually has to be the worst <laughs> in the league, I think. His distribution is a shambles. It's so bad. Mm. I can see why but, we got yeah. rid of him from that perspective. Of course, of course. Um, and yeah, it's I don't know. Bit in the yeah, way. I just wanted to give him props. I know, because everyone, sorry, everyone's fuming at him in the Bryant scene, but... And I understand why for the full-time reaction. Go, I think went over to the away boys, was gloating in front of Lalana. Even Lewis Dunk had to have yeah. a word of him. Yeah, he really, really let himself down there, didn't he? Um, but had a fairly decent game. Yeah, he um, yeah, well, he took a lot. He took a lot behind that goal, like a lot. I mean, it was he had a he had a rough time from from a verbal point of view. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff. That Fast forward the twentieth of April, Ryan, yeah, when he's in front of yeah. the North Stand. That oh yeah, be, mate. We will be there. It's it's footy but, banter, isn't it? Like just you just live it. It's what it's all about. And it, to be fair to him, he's played it very well. He's he's taken his time. He's come around the back of the goal. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing when he does this. He co- he keeps coming back to bang his trainers. Uh, sorry, his boots against the uh, posts. He knows what he's doing. And I think that you know, fair enough. We give it a bit at the end, but I think JP didn't take it very well. Um, he's sort of come back. Van Hecker's shouldered him sort of thing and then it's, it's kicked off a little bit but Sanchez starts having a go at him starts having a go at the fans and then obviously you've got Lewis Dunk coming over um, and then from there on in, it's just absolute chaos with everybody getting involved um, and it's just high tempers yeah. mate everyone was I was I was on a breaking point yesterday I think it wouldn't have taken much for me to go crazy at full time um, it's everyone was very high on emotion um, as you are at the end of a game where you don't feel you didn't deserve to lose Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
I think as well, like, if you are getting stick that much uh, again, because I remember even in the, you know, Ben, when we, when we went to the Carabao Cup game, even that game, he was getting so much pelted. So, like, I can imagine it was even worse this time around. And, um, yeah, if you're getting that kind of stick, I sort of, I sort of, I get why you would react in that way. Oh, like, again, I'm not, I'm not condoning. I think like, I'd do the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can understand, like, if, if you've been getting absolutely abused for, like, 90 minutes, yeah, you can see why at the end of the game you? you'd give it yeah, some. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't blame him. Um, but yeah, uh, it hasn't helped. It hasn't helped his case because next time, like you said, Ben, uh, I think it's going to be even worse now. I think because of his reaction mm-hmm. at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's helped his own case. Such as the bum. No, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's not deflect. We were, I think, in the first half especially, we were dreadful. I feel it just shows that when we don't have either Dunk or Gross or both of them, we don't really look like the same team that we. Like, well, we don't really look at our best at all when both of those players are out. Um, and then, you know, as soon as Gross comes on, you kind of, you look, you think, oh, we could get back into this game just because the mm. amount of goals and assists that he has for our team. I um, agree. And those substitutions, the quadruple all, substitution we made in second half. He's always involved as well, isn't he? Like, yeah. he's always, he's always the, the heartbeat. Like, everything goes through him when he's on the pitch, pretty much. Um, and you saw that as soon as he came on, he was, he had the ball at his feet, he was crossing the ball in, he was, yeah, there's so many things that he was doing. Um, and I think, yeah, he's so key like him and dunk like you said ryan without them two it's just so evident how much worse we are without them Um, whenever they're fit they have to play but then i'll counter this because i'm just going to say do you not think first half we were actually better than the second i i thought i thought hedgewood had a good game and i actually thought a lot of that first half performance is a lot to be proud of for kundo by the way worth mentioning what a goal um, yeah. really deserves some say. props because mm, he's gone yeah. through it any recently with Fakundo. all of it involved I think moving here language differences being in England for the first time with the infamous quote but more importantly gets a bit of a hard time from Brighton mm. fans um, and I think yeah. it's definitely good for him to get his first goal well it's, not his first goal but his first good goal he'll say mm. um, but it was it was a good moment just, for him I just want to say on that actually, I, I think Deserby those substitutes, I don't think were great. I'll be, I, I'm going to be honest. I think yeah, taking off Lana Bon and Otte at that at that stage, I just don't think was the right right thing to do. And I know again it comes down to rotation, you know, keeping players fit and all that stuff. But when you're when you're when they're down to ten men, you make four subs and you take off um, Hinchwood who's having a decent game, Lalana who's having a decent game, and Bonanotte. That's three of arguably your best players on the pitch. You've taken mm. them off. And so the whole, you know, the good things that we were doing sort of then sort of takes a bit of a halt. And then, yeah, we get goal back, but we never really, really look like we were going to go on it, to win you? the game. That's all. the trouble. Um, mm. And actually, do you know what? Yeah. Lalana. Yeah, four is, changes. Yeah, a it's a lot. And Lalana, I've got to say it, is probably, is probably our best player. When he's fit, and and I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't think he gets too much praise for it because honestly, the difference when he goes off it's is because we don't see it enough, Ryan. That's why because he's injured a lot. Yeah, so I we mean, never I see it. So that's why so many games now. Yeah, I agree. And you look back and you're like, oh my god, Lalana is actually the glue. Like when he's playing, he is so good, and then he goes off, and then we just polar opposite to where we were before then it's it's, it's literally like taking out like the, the key figure it's crazy it was, well you know uh, infamously my famous line a couple of weeks ago you know availability is your best ability so there you go for everyone who's uh, <laughs> correcting me in the comments got it in the end. Uh, yeah no, no but it's so true though it got, it got there in the end no but it's so true though isn't it availability is the best ability and unfortunately for Lalana 
he doesn't have that. That is just facts. Like he isn't just he's just not available enough, which is the frustrating thing. It's the same with Welbeck, you know. There's games where you think Daniel Welbeck's one of the best strikers in the league, the way he plays sometimes, but then he's just injured 90% of the time. So it's like, yeah. great, okay, cool. It's great having all these incredible players, but if they're, if they're injured all the time, it's like Reece James. Like, it's great having one of the best right-backs in the world, but if he's never True. playing, then what's the point? Like, What do you actually yeah. gain out of that? So, yeah, it, it's just a shame of Lyle. I do agree with you. He's, his qualities are definitely there. It's just, he's just never a fit. So what can you do? Hmm. It's a shame, isn't it? He could have genuinely been probably one of the best players at Liverpool for a long time. Like he would have been in that squad, in that in that Champions League squad, etc. He would have been so good for it with the Salah and their firing. Um, it's crazy, really. Any any thoughts on Lallana, Ben? Obviously, injuries aside, he, he's, he's, he's class. Yeah, and no, I've definitely, I've said it before, the fact that when he when he's fit, he's arguably our best player or definitely one of. But yeah, it just comes down to the, the availability. Maz's great line there. Because he is barely ever available, and you know he did get dragged off, but and people questioned why. But maybe that was simply because Deserby yeah, doesn't want to risk him getting injured. You get sixty minutes running him to that, to running him to the ground. Yeah, you don't know how many minutes he can do these days. So maybe there was reasoning behind it getting dragged off rather than it being mm. tactical. I, I reckon just get him on for the last twenty minutes, impact sub, just or last half hour impact, like just get him on then. That's what I reckon. Yeah. No, I, do you know what? I think I think there's a couple here, actually. We, we, could, we could do this as a little thing, because I think there's a couple of impact players that are good impact players, and I think there's some that should start and aren't good enough to last the whole game. I think the Lana's in the bracket of should start not good enough to last the whole game because he just blows out after 50. Whereas I think Matoma, arguably, and this is probably quite controversial, but I think Matoma is actually such a good super sub. Um, and don't get me wrong, you want him to start every game because he is by far, by far, by far our best attacker, by far. But I can't even emphasize that enough. But when he's coming off the bench, like it's it's a different demon, isn't it? I mean, because he's because he's fresh legged. Uh, I don't know about you, Ben, but he's he's one of them that people can't deal with him even more because they're tired. Yeah, you do see it when he has come on against tired legs. Yeah, he absolutely cooks him. Um, it's like Mudrick even... versus Milner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But we don't get the penalties, unfortunately, because we're not a big, big six club yeah, uh, like Chelsea are somehow. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying because he's an unbelievable weapon to bring off the pitch, uh, bring on the pitch late on. But at the same I'm not time, saying he's I wouldn't one start of the best him, players. The in, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. Cause he, it's just a conversation of how start, deadly but... he is off the bench. Mm. No, of course, yeah. That, I mean, that, like I, I think, said, he's, he's just incredible. With who, however tired the player is, I, th- I think the point I'd make is: uh, is is our bench strong enough? I, I think that's more of the conversation. I think is it? Do we have the, the impact players that come on and you know change and affect the game? Obviously, we do because he half the time he's he's, he's putting starters on the bench. Like you know, you'd argue Jao Pedro should start with with the amount of goals he scored. Um, again, Matoma coming off the bench uh, again, arguably should be starting. So. I, I suppose my question is like, yeah, do we have that that depth uh, to compete with the top six? Let's say, no. um, and I know injuries have killed us. Yeah, I was going to say with a, with a fully fit squad, we absolutely do. I think we do have a solid yeah. bench. Mm. Um, if you look, imagine, let's imagine if we had Solly March fit, and okay, you would have Solly March on the okay, right potentially. Fair. Well, Deserby would Matoma on the Matoma on the left, and then you've got a Dinger and Julian Ciso on the bench. They are unbelievable yeah, that to is, impacts yeah. to come off. Or but you depend- start and see so as a 10, you've got Jael Pedro to come off the bench. Mm. 
Defensively, yeah, we, we do you think we've got enough? Oh, no, absolutely not. That's, the, that's, <laughs> where, that's where in January we need to uh, sort that out, don't we, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, let's yeah, say we fully fit Lamptey starts at right back, uh, fully fit Estepinian starts at left back. You've got Duncan Van Heck, and then you've got, what, Igor Veltman on the bench, potentially. So mm. on the in terms of bench, we do. But yeah, let's... I think, yeah, yeah. We, we've spoken about that, where in January we really, really need to yeah. pull our finger out of the arse. Yeah. We're nearly out of Jan- we're nearly at January. Sorry, we're nearly there. It's 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 been a slog to get there. But I don't even care about Christmas. I just want to get to, yeah. I just want to get to January first. <laughs> hey, January the first. Yeah, can we can we skip Christmas? Yeah, literally. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big big month for us as we all know. But before then, we've got to get there. Um, there's some massive massive festive fixtures to get through. And just just to finalise on Chelsea stuff, really. I mean, obviously we've, we've pretty much spoke about most of them. And I think, as I say, Facundo, Lalana deserve their credit. I don't know who else I'm probably missing. Van Hecker was decent. Um, but I was oh, want to ask right about on that. I was going to t- I was okay, going to text on. you when it happened. Sorry, because it was in the uh, first half. Um, Nicholas Jackson was through on goal, and I don't know. Yeah, obviously you didn't see it, but Jackson run, runs past um, Van Heck when he's through on goal, and it's blown up for a foul on Van Heck. But he literally elbows Van Heck in the back of the head, and then Van Heck oh. gets up and asks, "He's like, what the mm-hmm. heck?" Shot, yeah, what the Van Heck, and has a go at him. And Ma- Ma- uh, Jackson, um, what's he called? Jackson probably Jackson. had Astrid wet on his mind. Probably he probably <laughs> did. Yeah, mate, that's a that's a whole other conversation, mate. Yeah, Apparently, he just had a kid now. last week. Yeah, new... howler. Howler, oh crazy. my god, no, we can bring our Ashley Wet, you naughty, naughty girl, and yeah, Jackson, you naughty, naughty boy. But, um, yeah, he was walking over to Van Heckler, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, mate, didn't do anything wrong. And then the replay, yeah, you see him just like go bosh in the back of, yeah, Van Heckler. He's got away with the one there. Back to back games where you know, Evan Ferguson against Athens, he got clotted in the head, and now Van Heck as well. Dodgy guy, Clyde. dodgy guy in too, in too many ways. Dodgy guy. Um, yeah, no, annoying really. It's just it's just so typical of us though, and I didn't actually see that one, but I'll try to find it back. But it's just typical of us. I mean, we 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 should have killed them, and I think that's the basic thing to take away from it is we should have killed them. They go down to ten. Singing Cheerio Palace Gum was a lot of fun, but in the end they got the last laugh, and it's because we seem to have that that way of just not being able to do it. We can't we can't just finish the game off where we should. Um and I must admit I thought we would have done if it wasn't for that penalty. Um and that's what's that's what's yeah. hugely annoying because I, I think we were there. I, I thought after that red card, because obviously we just made it two one as well. And then that red card I thought, all oh, right, this is it. This is it. We're yeah. gonna win this game three two now. So, yeah. And then and then yeah that, that penalty that penalty did kill us. Um but yeah. Here we are. Yeah, it's just. Sorry, speaking of the Astrid Wet thing, this is this just this just happened. It's quite funny. So Jackson posted on Instagram, um, and then the, his caption was "God did," and there's like plus three. And then um, was it Trevor Shaver commented going, "Bro got the extra boost," obviously implying that he got that picture from Astrid Wet. Oh God! Thing is, he wasn't wait, even. Wait, good. was he tweeting about? Was he, he wasn't even good. Yeah, he, like at all. He's bang average, isn't he? Oh, what mug! He, yeah, I hate Chelsea so much. Oh, I do. They're not, they're, they're not even this good. Is Thing is, no, I know this is going to sound really salty. Yeah, it, I, I know this is going to sound really salty. And I don't want to be that fan, but they weren't good. Like, they weren't good yesterday. We just weren't. We were bad. And uh, or no, we, we just weren't bad, up to though, our usual standards. Yeah, this is it. No, no, like, we, I, we weren't bad. No, sorry, I, I take that back. No, yeah, it, it wasn't up to our usual standards. Um, yeah, it wasn't up to our usual standards. But Chelsea weren't good, and that and that's the frustrating thing. It's like they didn't beat us because they were the better team. 
That's they what's just, annoying. Yeah. That's what's annoying. Yeah. And then when you I see Sanchez doing that, I think that's where this is. This is how it starts, and this is where football rivalries come into it. And this is where it all. This is where anger comes from because you know you don't deserve. We didn't deserve that yesterday, and I think that's the frustrating thing is we know we didn't deserve. We that. don't. We should have killed it. them. Of course, we should have done. And in the the the, the three ones come in a time. A really, really, really bad time. And then you've got an absolute mountain to climb. It just looks like it knocked our confidence. Uh, fair play to Jao Pedro for coming and trying to get back into it, but we just didn't have enough in the end. And, you know, you can, you can debate all the way through. At the end of the day, we've got another game in two days' time. Um, as of the time recording, this is now Monday. Um, so that's... That's the thing. It's the it's the constant rotation. We just got to be okay for Wednesday night. The thing I want to ask you, boys, is, I mean, I saw it to yesterday. You obviously went to the one in the cup, and obviously last season, I think last season there was a lot more on our end. This season, there's definitely a lot more on the Chelsea end. Um, would you now consider this uh, a rivalry, so to speak? I'll start. With, I'll start with you, Ben. Definitely, it definitely is. If you just if you just look at the replies and the comments in, especially Brighton Bubble, um, just the Brighton any Brighton fan account, even I was getting it as well. Um, all the Chelsea fans just like laughing and just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, um, saying we're salty, we're crying or whatever. There there were more Chelsea comments on the official Brighton post than actual Brighton fans. Unless that's saying something about the little yeah. little amount Size of fans we've got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. It's not just Brighton trying to force this rivalry. If Chelsea didn't care about us, they wouldn't be replying on everything and getting that worked up about it. So there clearly is a rivalry. And yeah, um, I'm here for it because we need more. We need more than Palace because that's not a rivalry anymore because they're so shit. No, I still annoyed at Palace. But yeah, might as well, might as well yeah. go with you. What's your, what's your take on it? Yeah, no, I, I would say it's a rivalry. I wouldn't say it's like deep-rooted and, you know, I wouldn't say it's a historical rivalry. I think it's a bit of a, obviously, it's a very fresh rivalry because of the amount of players they're taking, the amount of backroom but staff. But is it a rivalry? Um, uh, is it, is it, does, it does it mean I, a rivalry I, I, to you? I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't class it a rivalry, but I do... I do want to beat them. So I, I don't know if you want to consider that as a rivalry. But I, yeah, every time I play them, I want to beat Chelsea. But I, I so wouldn't yes. consider it a rivalry on paper. If you had to like... Oh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> so like, okay, let, let's refer to football manager. Right? You know football manager? Uh, you know football manager when they have it on the profiles where it says like rivals or whatever yeah. or like derby? It, it wouldn't be on there. It wouldn't be on there. Of course but, it wouldn't. But, uh, no. no. So it's but not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry in terms of like the people outside of Brighton and Chelsea. People don't consider it a rivalry, but when you're a Brighton or Chelsea fan, yeah, how are you feel? It's safe to say, it. how are it's you definitely feel? become it's definitely become a rivalry. Yeah, okay. If that's how you want to do it on the skip, like if yeah. that's how you want to assess it, then yeah, I suppose it and is. And this then. is how yeah, rivalries because... start. Like, let's look yeah. at how let's have a look at like, how Brighton Palace started. It started all because of an altercation between the manager and the fans and the coins uh, situation. There was no actual like deep rooted hatred there, to my, to my knowledge. It kind of all started mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I think we changed from the Dolphins to the Seagulls or something like that because just about the yeah. Eagles. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then you could let's say fifty years down the line, we're going to be like, oh, why, why, why is Chelsea and Brighton a rivalry? They're they're miles away from each other. Oh, it's because Chelsea nicked all the Brighton's backroom staff, all their best players, um, and everything. Like that. And that's how it could potentially start. I, I would say. Oh, I'll tell you, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I I, I, will, I can't argue against that. Yeah. I will say it is, and 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 I 
and I was probably on the thing of no, I just don't like them. <laughs> to no, I think we're rivals. Yesterday there was a fair bit of trouble outside the ground. Not to name any names or say any faces, but there was definitely a little bit, of, uh, a few scraps, definitely um, from both ends. Uh, it was a little bit hostile on the way out. Um, and I think that that sort of thing with the atmosphere at the end of the game from both ends, proper, proper anger on both sides. You know, there's there's real celebration from fans. There's anger on both sides of the benches. This isn't the first time it's happened. It's about the fourth time we faced each other since it all went down. And each and every time has been equally as sort of fierce. So in my opinion, um, it, it is a rivalry. I think now, I think we've we've established it. Cool. Um, cool. I'm gonna have to shoot. So unless we wanna, unless we wanna wrap up now. Can you just give me a sec? I think someone just knocked the door. I'm not sure though. Can you just give me one sec? Yes, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. It's the Chelsea fans coming to break down, <laughs> break down his door. Right, boys. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Unless there's anything else you want to mention, I'm just trying to flick through my brain if there's any. Was there anyone at your deserved. door, Ryan? There was someone at my door. <laughs> I can fans. confirm. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was about three Chelsea fans all dressed in black. <laughs> they ran away when they saw my uh, when they saw my hair all done nicely. So um, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Just get a badge. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, got the off white head, mate. He had a badge on in his boxes. Oh, by the way, so yes, Hinchwood. I just want to mention him because he's been proper thrown into it just before we wrap up, and he deserves some props because I actually thought he was really good yesterday. Left back, facing against Sterling as well of all players. You know, such an established, silky player in Sterling. Um, absolutely done well, I think, to be honest with you. He had a couple of moments where he gave it back to him, but he's not a left back. And he's I was about to say, yeah. Well. There... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, not to dig him out, but there was a couple of moments where he looked a bit shaky. But on the whole, I agree with you. I think he looked really good. He's, he, I think he's such a, a tough thing to come into, especially Athens away. Uh, then into Chelsea away, like he's been thrown into some some deep end scenarios and against some good quality players, like you say, Ster Raheem Sterling, one of the best English players, arguably in the last sort of you know five ten years. Um, so yeah, you know he's he's done really well, and I think he's he's got high ceiling. So now nah, fair play to him, he's he's doing really well considering the circumstances. Cool, um, Ben. Anything else, or, or are we good to wrap up, mate? Um, let me have a look at the notes that I made when I was fuming. Um, Chelsea, okay, give Chelsea quick props. Uh, I wrote down their CBs were solid. I think they were. That Badia Shield and Thiago Silva locked up Evan Ferguson for the majority of the game until he was, I think, what, he's, was he taken off? Um, they, yeah, they kind of, I feel like they, not to say they bullied him, but they, they handled him very, very well. They were very physical on him. Um, and yeah, we couldn't really get past them, to be honest. I think they defended pretty well. Um, Verbruggenova still is the last point, and VAR is a shambles. Yeah, no, we've pretty much covered everything then in that sense. Um, credit to Chelsea for winning the game through gritted teeth. We'll see you again in April. Um, unless we see you before and in the FA Cup, which I don't really want to do. Um, no, I will not be participating in any Chelsea Got to Gotta beat Stoke first, Ryan. We've got to beat <laughs> yeah, Stoke gotta first. Yeah, got to beat Stoke first. I forgot about that one. Um, but again. yeah, until then, we've got Brentford next. Are we going to do a preview now or are we going to do a preview another time? I, I won't have time. Mate, you two can, and then, but I won't be there. But yeah, you two can. Okay. <laughs> all right, mate. Um, all right, let's end that there. Uh, thank you yeah. for listening, streaming. You two do it. Hopefully, do it. hopefully, this has got somewhat of the um, the distress out of your head a little bit on a on a horrible Monday morning where it's tipping down with rain as well. Just to add it, add to it. Has for me. Um, oh, it's not been for you, but yeah, it's been for me. But enjoy the rest of your day. No, and, I said it um, has for me. 
Oh, it's, it done, it's, done the, it's done the job for me. It's done, yeah, yeah, it's done yeah. the business. It's kept me indoors. But yeah, we'll see you soon. It's good therapy. Um, roll on Brentford. Roll on Brentford. We need to bounce back. We'll see you soon. Peace. Oh, I don't ever say peace. I never do that. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. <laughs>